Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry. Welcome to Circle Unbroken. I am your host, as you previously heard, Taft Ayers, and I am joined today by Coach Mike. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I think there's a lot of irony in our lead-in song. I <laughs> I love okay, let me let me tell you guys in Radio Land. This is what I've dubbed you, my friends in Radio Land and Podcast World. I love the Johnny Cash lead-in. Like it just does it for me. But today he says on there, the, the lyrics just kind of pop to me when he talks about the, the cold, dreary day. <laughs> and yeah, I, we kind of looked at each other like, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. It's like he's here because we're looking out the window. And if, if you are looking out your window today and it is cold and gray, guess what? We've got the same vibe going on over here. But here's the good news. That's external. And we're going to try to bring some warmth today uh, on our programming. This has been a really fun run. I just want to tell you this. I like I like to say things in real time on shows because you can go back and look at archives and, and go back and find previous episodes. And we'd like to remind everybody right now that if you go to Kennedy Broadcasting, um, Kennedy Broadcasting, uh, search that in your, in your Google uh, search or look up Front Porch Radio. If you go and find us okay, online, let me, let me correct that just a little bit. It's okay, Front Porch Radio TN. Front Porch Radio TN. Yeah. Okay. If you just do Front Porch Radio, it'll end up. It'll take you somewhere, somewhere else. else. Okay. And com, Is that right? Uh, yeah. And Perhaps. Or, or you can just do WKOM Radio. Okay. Okay. We've got you covered. If you search for these things, okay, uh, Kennedy Broadcasting, WKOM, or as Coach so aptly pointed out, uh, Front Porch TN. Front Porch Radio TN. Yes. We don't want you going to another state, okay? I'm sure Alaska has great <laughs> front porches. But saying all that to tell you that if you'll go and look, you can click a red button on our homepage that says Podcasts. And if you go to Podcasts, you'll see some of the selections of different programming that we run. You'll find ours. It's positioned at the bottom, uh, ranking, right? <laughs> but it's positioned there. Save the best for life. That's right, buddy. And it says Circle Unbroken. And you'll be able to go there. If you click on Episodes, you can find a scroll down of different ones that we've done. And it's, it's a menu of, of the few, the handful that we've done so far. And, and what we want you to know is that in our process of developing this brand of Circle Unbroken, we are attempting, I was explaining to somebody at a gathering this weekend, we are attempting uh, to touch on areas of faith, areas of business, and areas of community. And we've got some plans lined up to have different people that are community movers and shakers uh, here in our local spot. And we want to highlight those community people, and so you'll be hearing from more of those. And we'll have kind of an inside-out theme where some of the things they say on our show will apply directly to our front porch, meaning what's out here in our local town. Other things that they'll say and nuggets that they'll say will be things that can apply to you if you're 
you're listening on podcast in any different area where you might be in business. So stay tuned for those things. There is a piece to the circle unbroken, and that piece that we always start with is the faith piece. And we talk about the importance of faith and what it means. And this is a week for us that is leading up to the Easter celebration. And Easter celebration can mean a lot to different people, whether or not Easter or you're looking specifically at Passover. Looking at this time, for some of you, it may just mean pastel colors and egg hunts. Like whatever it might be, this is a time when the world turns and talks about the resurrected Savior of Jesus Christ. Um, There are people that know that. There are people that care about it a lot, and there are other people that say, oh, that's just a celebration that some people have. But wherever you are, you have at least your radar up for that. And so what we want to do is I want to take some time on these two episodes. You are going to feel on these two episodes, maybe, and this is your warning, maybe like you're in Sunday school. You might feel on these two episodes like you've just tuned into some preaching, and that's fine. But these are two stories. One is going to be from the Old Testament on today's episode, and one is going to be from the New Testament on tomorrow's episode. But these are going to be Bible narratives that I can promise you have real-life applications to business and community, and what I love, intrapersonal relationships. And so for some of you, you may hear these sessions and you may think, heard that story before, never heard it like that. Other people that I will call people that are non-Bible people, meaning you don't read it, you're not really familiar with the stories, maybe you're tuning in today and you've never even wanted to be familiar with the stories. Wherever you might fall, we want these illustrations to be illustrations that are practical in the real world. Because I've always told people, even if you don't believe in everything that's in the Bible, even if you know some of the stories, you will find applications from those stories. Like any good book from history, you will find applications in those stories that can be made in your real life daily walk Today, And so I just want to encourage you, whether you're a believer or not, no matter where you are in your journey, to not tune out just because this feels like preaching, okay? And for those of you that love preaching, buckle up. So we're going to really bring this to you today. And I want to start today, so so your whole uh, time with us today on Circle and Broken is going to be one story from the Old Testament, and it comes from 1 Samuel chapter 25. And as I ask you this at the beginning, I, I want to ask people who are listening to us today, do you know what your name means? Do you know what someone was thinking when they gave you your name as far as the description of a name? Coach, I'll I'll just ask you, do you know what your name means? Uh, Well, I know where it's derived from. Okay. Um, uh, my parents named me Mike. It's not Michael. Okay, I like it, that. Though it is a derivative of Michael, who's one of the archangels. Right. Uh, Lyle, uh, my surname, uh, is uh, European. Uh, okay. The Brit- British Isles from means from the Isle, Lay Isle. Nice. Means from the Isle. And, and around well, the Wells, there's, there's a set of islands out near Wales. Okay. And so we've been able to trace things back in that general area. I like that. I like it. I I think there's some importance to that because it, then it ceases to be just your name. 
Um, what one of our guys who's here locally and a lot of people that are from this area know the family. His last name is Butt. And he has told me for years, he has said, man, there is no joke you can make about my name that I have not heard. And, and I heard him present this one time to hundreds of people and he was speaking and he started off by saying, hey, man, my last name is Butt and the crowd roared. And, and he told him, he said, let me tell you all the jokes I've heard about my name. So he just started ripping them off. And he says, uh, this is introduction to the to the speech. He says, and so as a child of God. Do you think if somebody ever makes fun of me for being a believer, do you think it bothers me? Because I've heard every joke about my label and about my name. It was just really, really cool uh, to think about that because there is, there's power in a name. My name, my first name is Taft. For those of you that haven't picked up on that yet, T-A-F-T. Here's what I do know. One of the presidents of the United States was our most heavyset president, uh, and he got stuck in the bathtub, William Howard Taft, and they had to make a special bathtub for him because he was too big for the presidential bathtub. Uh, I grew up uh, making many trips to downtown Nashville, and there was the big um, reservoir up on the hill. And my mom would always joke, that's the bathtub they made for William Howard Taft. <laughs> and so she, she'd mess with me. I know that. But I know that my name, I, I don't know all the definitions of it, but my name comes from a movie that she saw years ago where there was a military guy and his name in the movie was Taft. And she said, if I ever have a son, I'm going to name him Taft. So I think a young teenage girl fell in love with a movie character named Taft. Um, one of my children... Uh, their name means little warrior. And we thought that was so fun, you know, to, to name them that way. My wife, uh, her name is Malia, uh, and she spells it differently. But her name uh, in Hawaii means honey. And so I have had a lot of traction with that um, over the years with her. So studying a name is fun. And I, I want to start today by asking you if you know what your name means, because we're going to take that and stick it in our pocket as we jump in to this story here from 1 Samuel chapter 25. So let, let's start. I'm going to read straight up from 1 Samuel 25, and I'm just going to pause throughout and insert some lessons for us. And, and as we do this, the question that I want to ask you, not just do you know what your name means, because we're going to save that for a little bit later, but is there anybody in your life right now who is trying to get you to listen to reason? Is there anybody in your life who's trying to get you to listen to reason, or is there anybody that you're trying to just calm them down? If, if this is something that happens to you as an employee, and you've got somebody that you just wish they would listen, well, this message is going to be for you today. If you've got somebody in your home and you think, I just wish they would listen, then this message is going to work. If in your community there is somebody that you think, I wish they would just calm down and pay attention, we promise this will fit with maybe some things that you need to know and maybe some things you need to try. On the opposite end of that, maybe in your life today you wonder, what's wrong with everybody? Well, they might just be trying to get you to listen. They might just be trying to get you to calm down and see it. So sometimes we're on either side of this, and I want you to think about this as we jump in. First Samuel 25, beginning in verse 1. Now Samuel died, and all of Israel assembled, and they mourned for him. And they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David moved down into the desert of Paran. A certain man in Maon who had property there at Carmel was very wealthy. He had, now I want you guys to hear this. It says, he had a thousand goats 
and 3,000 sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. Now, as we stop right here, here's what I want you to know. There is a note here to tell us that he has 3,000 goats. It says, excuse me, he has 1,000 goats and 3,000 sheep, and he's a very wealthy man. This is so we know how wealthy the guy is. These are tangible things where we could see his wealth. It would look like this today. You go to somebody's house and you want to know if they're rich. You want to know if they're opulent. If you press the button and it opens up their garage and it opens up their garage and there are multiple vehicles, all different looks, you're not going to think they're poor. You're going to, unless they have a lot of car notes, but you're going to think, wow, this person is loaded, man. This person has it going on. You look at their house and you see a lot of objects in the yard. And I don't mean the kind of objects that have grass growing up around them. I'm talking about they've got maybe a gazebo over here and a pool with a fountain over there. And they've got this huge, massive grill pit over there. There are tangible things that you can see that show their wealth. This is what you got here. A man who is very opulent, a man who is very rich, and in order to prove that, they give us the picture. And he's so rich, he has a 1,000 goats and 3,000 sheep, and he was shearing them at this time. Now, it tells us that this man's name was Nabal. Now, you may have grown up calling him Nabal, but I call him Nabal, okay? N-A-B-A-L. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. Now, I'm going to pause here. I don't know about you, but I have had a lot of Abigails in my life. Okay, now don't take that as a romantic brag here. I got I got one girl and she's my wife, but I have known a lot of Abigails and most Abigails that I have known in my life. I can tell you this. They were pleasant. Think about the Abigails that, you know, the Abbeys that, you know, that they've been they've been sweet. They've been nice. Uh, They've been attractive girls, okay? And so here you've got this woman named Abigail, and listen to this description. You've got a man named Nabal, who obviously is very wealthy, and he has a wife named Abigail, and it says she was an intelligent and beautiful woman. To all the men out there that are hearing this right now, intelligence and beauty, here's what we call that, coach. The total package, right? Okay. She's got it going on. She is she is pretty and there's substance to it, okay? She's intelligent and beautiful. But then the Bible says this, okay? It says, but, okay? And, and so the next line here, when it says, but, you've got a hard pivot. You've got a hard pivot between the intelligent and beautiful Abigail, but her husband was surly and mean in his dealings. The picture that we have right here is two people that might not seem to go together. When I I read this, when it says that he was surly and mean, I picture him having one of those faces, one of those faces that is just bitter. Uh, there were those old commercials back in the day, uh, bitter beer face, where, where the guy would just have this ugly look on his face. And when I hear that somebody is surly, that's what I think about. And so you've got this girl who is intelligent and beautiful. And then you've got, she's with this guy, Nabal, who is surly and mean in all of his dealings. Coach, I'm going to ask you this. In your years, have you ever seen two people, uh, male and female, that were connected they were married or dating, and they just didn't seem to go together. Oh, I've seen several. <laughs> you know, of course, I, being in high school, 
teacher. Oh, sure. You see that all the time. Yes. You, you, you see, and uh, you know, these these two kids holding hands or right. dating or something like they just don't look right. <laughs> <laughs> how how is this gonna work? Right? Yeah. <laughs> how how are these two together? It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Sometimes you may be you may be a realist and you're reading this or hearing this right now and saying, "Well, I'll tell you what it was. It was all the goats and the sheep he had." I tell you what it was. He was wealthy. And sometimes you see some of the wealthiest people, well, men with the prettiest ladies and you go, ah, I get it. It's not his sparkling personality. It's his bank account. that's never in the red sparkling coins. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's what it is. And so here at this time, you've got a setup. Okay. And what I want you to know in radio land is you've got this setup of two people that just don't seem to match up. They don't seem to go together, but they're an item. Then it says, if we said but earlier, our next word that we have here is while. So it says, while David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So let's talk about this for a minute. David, those of you that are Bible scholars, you've been reading it for years, you remember stories about David. You remember stories about David, the shepherd boy. You remember stories about David who defeated animals with his bare hands, you know, was a tough guy. You also know about David who was willing to fight Goliath. And we know about David who was willing to fight Goliath. This is a story that translates over from just people that know and study the Bible. If you're not a Bible believer or haven't read it much, you've probably heard about David and Goliath. You've heard about this from the sports world or the business world where the seemingly little guy takes down the big guy, okay? We, we know the story here that David did this. He took down this giant because of his belief in God, and he was able to knock down a giant with a sling and, and some stones, okay? So, so little guy takes down the big guy. So that's the same David for those of you that are keeping up here. And, and here's what it says. It says, while David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. Here's what he heard, folks, that the rich man was getting richer. He heard that the rich man was doing the things that he does to get more wealth. So he sent 10 young men to him. And here's what he said. We're going to tell you this right as we go into break. He sent 10 young men and he said to them, go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. And here's what I want you to say to him. Now picture this greeting, folks. Go up and say to him, long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. As I tell you that, if somebody comes up and greets you like that, you're probably thinking, what do you want? What do you (laughs) want? If you come up to me and say, hey, Taft, long life to you, good health to you and all of the heirs people, and good health to all that is yours. A, I'm going to look at you and say, hey, man, hello, would have done just fine. Uh, But secondly, it's going to be just like Coach said, What is it that you want? When we come back after this break, we are going to look at the ask that David makes. We're going to look at the way that he asks a question, and we're going to see a response that could be a trigger. Think about this. I want you to go read it if you want to right now, 1 Samuel chapter 25, but we're going to explore that answer when we come back after he says to him, Good life to you. Good health to you. I hope you're doing great, but I got a question. Will you serve love? We are 
Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad Bobby Parks and my great granddad Julian Mays in 1958. We've been family owned the whole time and being family owned, locally owned means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. We are back here on Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined by Coach Mike. Good day, sir. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> I am good. We are going to remind our folks that we are right in the middle of some Bible teaching today. Uh, what we're looking at right now comes from 1 Samuel 25. And we said in our first session that if the idea of Bible teaching is a turn off to you, 
Uh, number one, I'm not super apologetic for it, not because I'm a Bible banger or beat you over the head with it, but because the Bible has so many applications to modern day. And so what I want you to do is not tune out, not switch over, not press pause. Uh, if the Bible is not attractive to you or if you're somebody that hasn't spent much time in it, please, please, please table that mindset and think about some of the stuff that we're going to teach you today that just helps you in modern day life and makes your life better. But then also for those people that are believers, we want you to know that there's some stuff that you can read about all throughout the Old Testament, especially that is applicable to modern day life. And that's what we're doing today because the circle and broken handles on this format. We handle faith, business, and community. So here's a review. We're in 1 Samuel 25, and we have met a girl named Abigail who is hitched to a man named Nabal. The man named Nabal, we have read so far, is mean and surly in all of his dealings. Abigail is intelligent and beautiful. And David, the David of the Bible, who you've probably heard of before from David and Goliath, from being a shepherd boy, um, and, and from being a king uh, that we learn about. Uh, this guy, David, realizes that it's time for Nabal, this mean, surly man, to go into sheep shearing time where he's making more money, where, where more things are happening to him. And he approaches him. And this is where we left you before the break. He approaches him and he says, long life to you, gives him this greeting, sends these messengers to give him a greeting. And he says, I hope that things, this is Taft talk. I hope that things are going great for you. I hope this, we email people when we say this, I hope this finds you doing well. You know, when somebody says that, there's an ask that is coming. And so here's the ask that David makes. He says, I hear that it's sheep shearing time. And here's a reminder. When your shepherds were with us out in the wilderness, we did not mistreat them. Oh, yeah. And remember this, Nabal. And the whole time that they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs went missing. Here's what David says. We didn't rob your men. We didn't take from your men. Go ahead. Ask your own servants and they will tell you. So keep this in mind. Since we didn't take from you, since we didn't mistreat your men, we want you to know something, coach. Yeah, that's uh, one thing you might want to keep in mind here. At this point, David is a general or he's a high officer Mm -hmm. of Saul's army and he was going to and fro doing his job as a general. Right. It was common practice for the armies to basically, they call it, they called it living off the land. Correct. It was very common practice coming into a farmer's place and say, Hey, you know, okay, you've got, you've got 12 cows over here. We're going to take four mm-hmm. of them to go feed our mm-hmm. guys. And they didn't give the farmer a choice. Correct. And, and stuff like that. So he's reminding them at this point, Hey, we could have, right. But we didn't. Mm-hmm. So, Keep that in mind. Yes, we could have, but we didn't need you to keep this in mind because I've got an ask for you now, Nabal. Since this happened this way, therefore be favorable toward my men since we come at a festive time. Please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. So David's ask here isn't ridiculous, meaning he says, hey, just anything you got. Whatever you can find, hook us up. It will, whatever you can give us. He doesn't go in with this strong demand, but it's enough to trigger Nabal, remember this, who was surly and mean in all of his dealings. I want to pause here. And I want to ask you this. Is there somebody in your work world 
right now that you have a question for them. You have an ask for them and you think it's reasonable. You think it's a reasonable ask, but the way that they respond is usually mean. It's usually surly. It's usually a response where they're just kind of when they respond to you. And when this happens, we can go one direction or the other. And so here's what happens. David's men arrive. They give Nabal this message, and then they wait. And look at the response from Nabal. Nabal answers David's servants, and he says this. Who is this David? Who is this David, this son of Jesse? Let me tell you something. Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and my water And the meat that I have slaughtered, reminder, for my shearers and give it to men coming from who knows where. Now, let's make this modern day application. We had a huge parade here in town recently. And it was huge. There were people everywhere. And I was seeing people. I was out on the street. I had a microphone for the station. We were talking to people. trying to get. And I was seeing people call my name that I hadn't talked to in years. And a lot of those people would say, hey, Taft. And I would turn, hey, hey. And I don't want to tell you I was completely fake, but I didn't take the time to go, who are you? (laughs) Because if I stop and say, who are you, that can come off as disrespectful. If somebody says to me, Taft, hey, it's Chris. I just made up a name. And I turn around and go, who is this Chris? I mean, that's offensive. That that's offensive to the person that's doing the, the calling, doing the, hey, you know. And so Nabal, who is tone deaf, doesn't care about that. Nabal doesn't care about your feelings. Nabal's response is, who is this David that's making this ass? You've got slaves and servants breaking away from their masters. And this guy coming from who knows where, he disrespects him. He disrespects him right in his face. He also disrespects the uh, tenets of their culture. At, mm-hmm. that time. at that time, if if somebody came to your place and asked for food or asked for shelter, you you were responsible as the as the owner, as the homeowner, or as the farm owner at that point to literally take care of them. At, right. Even at the risk of your own safety, you took care of these people because that was. So you you have a, a, a double layer here that you know the the, the culture of the time. Sure. Because you take these men in and you feed them and you treat them well, and you you know you, to the extent that you can, and that's mm-hmm. what they're asking right, for. Right. To the extent that you can, you feed them and, and you take care of them. Also, these are men. You know, David's no stranger to these people. Right. He is a great general. Uh, he's 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 won several battles for him against the Philistines. He's not a stranger coming in. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so the the. The, the response by Nabal here is is highly disrespectful, not only to David personally, but to the culture and to the king. He mm-hmm. David's one of the king's officers, right? Right. So you know, it's it's kind of like us telling you know, a, a, a military general, "Who are you?" Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And why should I help you? <laughs> and there and there's a lot of people that we know that we would call mean, surly people who buck up. 
against this stuff. And, and that's what's happening here. Uh, Nabal with his power, Nabal with his money, uh, Nabal with everything that he has seems like he is above a custom. He's above decency and he's above respect and honor that would be given in this position. Then you look at being one of David's men. We have all been the messenger. We've all been the person that had to go and talk to somebody and then bring back news that was not news that we wanted to bring back. David's men turn around, they go back, and when they arrive, they report every word. Now, they have to come back and they have to tell every word to David. They can't ad-lib. that They can't come back and soften it. They have to come back and give him the report and they give him every word. David says something next, and here's what he says, and I want to provide a sound effect for you. David said to his men, each of you strap on your sword. And I want to let, I want to let that statement sit there for a minute. David goes into commander mode, but David is angry. David is seeing red. It would sound like this today. Somebody comes back to me and says, Taff, so-and-so said this or did that, showed us that they weren't going to such and such. And I said, all right, boys, let's roll. And when I would say that today, folks, here's what it would sound like. All right, that that noise translates. Everybody knows that, that we are cocking the gun and it's time to go. Here, David says, strap on your sword. So they did. And David strapped on his as well. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. I want to paint this picture for you. You have a disrespected David. You have a David who is angry. And you have a David who is seeing red right now, who is mad. But in his anger, he feels justified. We've all been in that position. We have all been so angry, so offended, so overlooked that maybe when it happened, we were just so upset and maybe there's somebody who's trying to get you to pause. We started with that today. Maybe there's somebody who's trying to get you to calm down. Maybe there's somebody who's trying to get you to see things a little differently or or maybe just press pause in a situation And now that person is going to enter into this narrative for David. Because while this is happening, and while he is mad, and while he is telling his boys, I can't believe this, let's roll, it says, one of the servants told Abigail, Nabal's wife, remember, intelligent, beautiful, and now we're going to see here, because of that intelligence and weaponizing her beauty, uh, she is rational. And it says this, they tell him, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give our master his greetings. They're talking about Nabal here. But he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us. And the whole time that we were out there in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Night and day, this is a really cool description. Night and day, they were a wall around us the whole time that we were herding our sheep near them. What's being said here is that they protected the asset. Not only did they not bother us, they protected us from anybody else Mm -hmm. bothering. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
It's sheep shearing time. You're you're getting the product here. You're 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 getting the bounty off of this. And without that wall around them, there might not have been any sheep, right? They, they, there, there might have been great danger. And so not only, as Coach said, not only did they not take from them, it says that they protected them, that they protected them from any other elements of danger. You would think by reading this, and this is why the narrative unfolds this way, you would think that Nabal could do something, that he could do something for them. But there's this description here. And if you're reading along, this is 1 Samuel 25. Now we're at verse 17. And this is what they say to Abigail. And this is great. We've all been in a position where you couldn't talk to that person. So you went to another one. And maybe this could be a dad and, and you couldn't talk to this patriarch. So you went to the wife or you went to the daughter or in business. You couldn't go to somebody in that office. So you went down the hall to the other one. You, you, you played the game and you said, hey, he's hard to talk to. Let's go talk to her or she's hard to approach. Let's, let's go talk to him. So fill in the blank. It works for any gender. But he says to Abigail, now think it over and see what you can do because disaster <laughs> is hanging over our master and his whole household. Translation, you've gone and ticked off David. You've gone and disrespected David. And this, here's what he says about Nabal. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. Now, there's some elements here. They're saying this to Abigail, that they are saying this to her about her husband, and she knows. She knows these things about him because of what she does next. It says that Abigail acted quickly. Here's what she does. You ever heard somebody say that the way to a man's uh, heart is through his stomach? Well, here's what Abigail does. She acts quickly. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine. It says that she takes a handful of dressed sheep. She takes roasted grain, 100 cakes of raisins, 200 cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And then she told her servants, go on ahead, I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As she came riding her donkey into a mountain ravine, there were David and his men descending towards her. So picture this. She sends on the food. She sends on these things. And then she encounters David. And she encounters David, who is mad and who is angry. And before this next break, I want to remind you of this. David had just said. Now, now picture this. This is what David has just said before he meets Abigail. It's been useless. You ever felt that way before, folks? It's been useless. All my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. I want this to sit on your heart for a minute. There are people out there that make you feel useless because you've done good and they have paid you back evil for good. And here's what he says. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alone one male of all who belong to him. Ladies and gentlemen, David is hot. David is triggered. And David is, we'll say it for the South, fixing to do something about it. This looks like it's going to get messy. 
this looks like it's going to get pretty bad because he's disrespected, he's angry, and he's seeing red. We'll see what happens when we come back after the break. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. I am your host, Taft Ayers, joined still by my man, Coach Mike. Good day, sir. Good day. We have been deep in 1 Samuel 25, for those of you that are just now tuning in. And what you've got right now is you have an angry David. You have an angry David because he's been disrespected by a man named Nabal, and you've got Nabal's wife, Abigail, who is trying to calm him down. Now, just for review, he is mad because he's been disrespected. And one thing that people forget sometimes is that he's been disrespected, but as Coach and I were talking about during the break, he is well within his legal right to do the things he's done and to feel the way that he feels. Talking about David here. But sometimes, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Let me say that again. Just because you can do something and you're mad and you're angry, it doesn't mean that you should do that. And so let's pick up on this review here. It says that when Abigail sees David, she quickly gets off of her donkey and she bows down before him with her face to the ground. She falls at her feet, falls at his feet, excuse me, and she says, Pardon your servant, my Lord. Let me speak to you. Hear what I have to say. Look at this approach. When somebody is angry and you approach them, if you just run up on that person and you're aggressive and you're mad and you run up on that person, you're going to have further conflict. But in this situation, she runs to him, meaning goes to him quickly, but then she falls to the ground. And when she falls to the ground, she falls to the ground and she says to him, my Lord, let me speak to you. Please hear what your servant has to say. There's a humility when we approach somebody and we're trying to get them to calm down. Maybe there's somebody today that you're trying to get to see rationality. You're trying to get that person to calm down. You're trying to get that person to take a beat, to take a pause, to take a breath. But maybe you went to them with too much aggression. Here's what we see next. She goes to him calmly and she says, let me speak to you. Please hear what your servant has to say. And she says it calmly. But then I asked you earlier in the episode today, what does your name mean? And I asked you what your name means for a reason. Because in 1 Samuel 25, verse 25, here's what she says. Please pay No attention to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool and folly goes with him. Now, a couple thoughts about the word fool. I grew up in a generation where we would try to find mama's gold chains and put them around our neck and say this, I pity the fool. Like we wanted to be Mr. T, right? I've even flirted with my name is Taft and having a radio show calling it Mr. T, but that's another subject for another day. Like the, the name fool has meant a lot to me from a cultural standpoint growing up. 
But then growing up in a Bible-believing family and in a pretty strict congregation, we we would look at things that, that we would read and we would hear and we would apply, and we would read in the Bible to call no man a fool. That we shouldn't say it. It was treated, in, in my culture growing up, it was treated like a bad word. And so I taught a lesson one day at a church in Memphis to a bunch of teenagers. And I taught them that it's disrespectful to call somebody else a fool. It's a biblical concept to not call somebody else a fool. And sometimes you wonder if teenagers are listening. Well, a little bit later in the year, I spoke to that same group of teenagers again and I told this story that we're reading today about Abigail, about Nabal, and about David. And let me tell you something funny. Teenagers are creative. So you know what I heard those group of teenagers do for months when they wanted to call somebody fool? They'd call them Nabal. Quit being such a Nabal, man. And so it's a funny usage there yeah, of that. Very similar uh, to what we, we use the term today is Karen. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that is good. I, and I feel sorry for anybody that's legitimately named Karen right out there. Right. But that's that's what we do it. Come. We weaponize a name. Uh, quit being such a Karen. I, we say that today here with Nabal. His name means fool. And the next time you're tempted to call somebody a fool, say Nabal and see what kind of biblical knowledge they have here. But Abigail says he's just like his name. She's saying his name is appropriate because his name means fool. And she's trying to tell David this, and folly goes with him. And as for me, your servant, I did not see the men that you sent. Here's what Abigail's saying. The messengers you sent to Nabal, they didn't get to me. So, so please don't hold me in the same contempt that you're holding him. She says, and now, my Lord, as surely as the Lord your God lives and as you live, and since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. I want to make this make sense to those who are listening today. She says this, you're mad. You're angry. You've got men with swords. Like you're clearly ready to go. But would you please, here's what she says, you ready? But would you please take a beat and listen to me? And I come to you wanting you to know that the Lord does not want this bloodshed on your hands. Guys and girls, there are people right now that you're mad at. There are people right now that you are so triggered by. And guess what? You could be right. You could be right in the situation of assessing how they've disrespected you. You could be right in the situation of looking and seeing how you've been mistreated, how you've been done wrong. But there may be somebody in your life right now, and they may be getting on your ever-loving last nerve, but they are trying to tell you, would you listen? Would you, would you calm down and please hear this? I don't want this situation to go sideways. You don't need to have this on your hands. And she is telling him this right here. I, I want you to know that I never would have let this happen. And also, you don't have to have this bloodshed on your hands because you're fixing to make a mess. And then she says this, and let this gift, which your servant has brought to my Lord, be given to the men who follow you. And then she says this, please forgive your servant's presumption. 
The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for you because you fight the Lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. And what I want to finish with today is this next line that she says. Because, Coach, what did we say earlier? Abigail is beautiful and intelligent. Intelligent. Okay. Discerning is the... Yes, yes. She's intelligent. She's discerning. And she makes really good points. Now, to all the fellas listening today, there is nothing more dangerous. I'm just kidding. There is nothing more beautiful in your life than a pretty woman who makes good points. Okay, I mean, you need to just if that's in your life right now, a beautiful woman who makes good sense. I want you to look up to the Lord God above and say, thank you for this blessing in my life, whoever she is. Okay, so here's what happens. She is telling him these things. She is calming him down. And here's what she says. You're a good person, David. Are you flawed? Sure. But she is telling him you're not a fool. That's what she's telling him. And she says this. And no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, your life will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But this is what she says, y'all. This is so good if you study the Bible or if you have heard Bible stories before. Because this next line she says is such a money line. She says, but the lives of your enemies he will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. This is so good because she's talking to David. Because she is talking to David, reminder here, who used a sling to do what, coach? Kill an arch enemy. Yes! And so <laughs> she's telling him, I'm using a language not only that you understand, but then she's saying this, pun totally intended. Like, if, if this seems ironic to you, what I'm fixing to say to you about your enemies, David, then mission accomplished. I mean, she is giving him the good stuff here so that David will calm down and listen. And what do you think is going on through David's head, coach? Well, I... I I see, you know, and, and I'm familiar with this story, but I, I see him starting to think, okay, you know, maybe I maybe I did overreact here a little bit. Maybe I did. I do need to sit back mm -hmm. and, and think. And especially when she tells him, "Hey, your servants didn't make it to me." Right. Right. We, they would have been taken care of. You know, it's her assurance they would have been taken care of properly had they made it to me. Mm. Mm. Right. Uh, and please don't take this out on me or, and, and, and when she says me, she is speaking for the, the household. Right. Yes. You know, we would have taken care of them. I can't speak for my idiot husband. Right. <laughs> right. Correct. I can't speak for him, you know, but I can speak for the rest of us. She sees, this is a great point you're making. She sees that there is a big problem here. She sees that there is an issue. And then she says this, but there's still hope and I can be that vessel of hope. She says, yeah, there's anger here. And then she says this, I understand why you're mad. She yep. says, she doesn't say you're a moron for being mad. Yep. There's people that have come to us before and I've gone to people before when they're angry and you've done this in business. Oh, we do it in the community all the time when it comes to leaders who don't vote like us or do like us. And we go to them like aggressive. We, we go to them in a manner of, 
how'd you get to be in this position being so stupid? And then all of a sudden, every, everything is done. I heard two people when COVID was at its peak in this town, and these were two people that fundamentally disagreed. And one person went to the other one and said this, hey, can we talk? Because this is what people are saying about you. This is what people say you believe, and this is why they say you're making this rule. Can you explain it to me? And all of a sudden, they were able to have a real conversation about a perception and a reality. And folks, this is what I'm trying to tell you today. This is what happens. And so Abigail goes to him, and whether or not you're in the position today of being an Abigail, meaning you're having to go to somebody calmly and go to somebody and say, hey, just take a beat and just listen. Or whether or not you're in the position today of David, where you're angry and you're justified, but you're seeing red. Maybe you need to calm down and you need to look at why and how somebody is coming to you. And let's look at this last thing here. When the Lord, this is Abigail, when the Lord has fulfilled for you every good thing that he promised concerning him and has appointed you ruler over Israel, you will not have on your conscience the staggering burden, here's what she says, of needless bloodshed or of having avenged yourself. And when God has brought you success, please remember me. Coach, I don't know about you, but I've gotten angry before. And I've gotten angry before, and I've said and done things that I shouldn't do, and I am so thankful, A, that there wasn't a cell phone recording it. But B, I've had to go into apology mode. I've had to go into damage control. I've had to go into cleanup mode afterwards because of somebody that I hurt or because of something that was broken. And when I go back and I rewind, there may have been somebody in my life who was approaching me and they were approaching me and they could have changed the course of my actions, of my direction, but I was too mad to see it. And here we have a lady in Abigail who approaches a man in David, and she says this, forget the tone-deaf Nabal, forget how angry he is, forget what he's done to make you mad, but down the road, you're going to be in a wonderful position of power. And what I'm doing right now is I am saving you, not from Nabal, I'm saving you from yourself. I'm saving you from your anger, and I'm saving you from this decision that you're going to make. I want everybody to feel that hope today when we look at a story like this. Yeah, she she as much says, Nabal's going to get what he Mm -hmm. deserves, Mm -hmm. but you don't need to be the hand that does it. Correct. God will take care of Nabal, and she goes, and you're about to hurt a whole bunch of people who had nothing to do with his foolishness. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And and that's where she's stepping in and and she goes, you know, be careful, please be careful because there's a whole lot of people out here that are innocent that you're about to hurt. Yep. Yep. And, and so she steps in to do that. And here's what we want you to remember today. This story is so much bigger than the chapter that you're in right now. And it may be time for you to turn the page of forgiveness of grace And from saying, you know what, I don't need to be so angry and I don't need to do this right now if I feel justified. We hope that you can remember these practices today to ensure that the circle is unbroken.